it's all very well talking about being real, showing up real, having authentic conversations online and offline, but hey, could we do with a few tips on how? Yes, we could. Hello, I'm Trisha Lewis. This is the Make It Real podcast, and I will be talking to very real people who've had very real experience, mistakes and everything, and they will be giving you those tips. So, stay tuned. So listeners, I have got a confession to make, actually. I've just decided I want to be really honest at the beginning of this podcast episode. Um, I spoke to my lovely, lovely guest, uh, quite a few weeks back, we had a fabulous interview, and there I was about to edit it and put it out live for um, for the podcast episode for the week. And uh, lo and behold, the file had disappeared into thin air. You don't need to know all the details of that. Suffice to say that this lovely, lovely guest agreed to come back and do the interview again. So I am now paranoid but I have pressed record and this is really happening it's not a dream and you're going to love this conversation it's going to in many ways address something that is close to my heart and the heart of my uh, guest which is theatre and performance and all of that but please do not switch off because all of it we're making completely relatable to you in whatever business you are in. So just stay tuned while I hand you over to Jackie Goddard, who I'm going to let explain what her business currently is and how she got hit. Thank you for coming back, Jackie. Oh, that's it's yeah, it was. <laughs> I can't believe we're doing this again, but it was so enjoyable the first time. I am very, very happy to be here again. Uh, so thank you for having me back. Thank you for not just losing the file and thinking, oh, you know, we'll, we'll that, put that one down to. Uh, to history or whatever but no it's great to be back. Um, I at the moment am concentrating on voice and presentation so I work with people around uh, using their voices correctly to engage and inspire others uh, to give people more confidence if they're whether they're in a boardroom whether you know they're making a pitch uh, or whether they're at home or around a dinner table you know if people sometimes are quite anxious around speaking not just in public, but with other people. So, so what I love to do is just to give people the tools and techniques, really, just to, to be comfortable in themselves, to, to actually be, be heard. Um, yes. Yes. So instantly, listeners, you need to stay tuned because I don't, I, I don't think I know anybody who hasn't at one stage or other had those kind of anxieties. Um, yes. And yes. do you remember when they first bought out um, answer phones? Yes. <laughs> I would never make one of those recordings. Even now, I would, yeah. It's really funny. I mean, obviously people do it with their voicemails, but they say, oh, I hate the way I sound on that. I know that's not me, is it? And there's all sorts of anxieties wrapped up in voice and presentation. So, so yeah, as I say, stay tuned. So, um, so did was your original career in the theatre, Jackie, or did you? Yes. Yeah. Well, well, I started out as a fashion designer, as you do, um, which kind of never really suited me. But in a really strange way, even I had always wanted to be an actor. It was always what I wanted to do from from a child. Um, and because my careers officer really didn't believe that that was the proper job, I ended up going to art college. But bizarrely, having been in the fashion industry, 
I ended up going into theatrical, theatrical costume and ended up at the Barbican with the Royal Shakespeare Company as a dresser and then into a wardrobe and things, which was quite an experience, but it really just then compounded the fact that acting is what I should be doing because I was in a situation of, of watching fantastic actors, directors, designers, you know, putting the whole thing together. Uh, it was just, you know, the, the few years I was there was just an amazing place to be. And it was from being there that I thought, no, I'm going to drama school, I'm going to do it. So yeah, I went off aged 29, 30, I went off and, and, and did an acting course. And from there did sort of fringe theatre um, uh, and sort of bits and pieces, but really sort of got into teaching as a way of subsidising, as we all do sometimes, but the teaching kind of took over, found I wasn't too bad at it. So yeah, I continued and uh, yeah, bit of a jungle gym career wise, not rather than a career ladder. Oh, I don't know. I think, yeah, well, no, I think mine's got a slightly denser jungle in it than yours. But <laughs> But yeah, but we have so much in common because I yeah. too went to art school having wanted to be an actor since I was about three mm. years old. So it's really, really interesting. Gosh, I wish I'd landed on the dresser job. That, that would, yeah. oh, I'm envy, I'm, I'm belated envy or whatever we call it. We're actually recording this as lockdown is slightly easing and there is quite a lot of discussion going on at the moment about theatre. Um, and being slightly decimated and fortunately some funding is just coming on board. Yeah. We are keeping our fingers crossed that it will actually happen and save the arts because I, I you know, I'm sorry, but it would be a really sad one. Yeah. I mean, I mean, don't get me started. No, no just, actually, no, yeah, let's so not much. get each other started yeah. on that. So, <laughs> uh, right, listeners, it's okay. We're here for you. Um, so what Jackie and I are going to try and do is kind of, relate um, this whole experience that actors have, directors, everything involved in, in getting that performance to you and enjoyed, whether it be on TV, film or theatre really, relate it to our journeys in business because it is so relatable. Yeah. So let's start off by thinking of those early stages when you're um, either devising a performance or working from a script, but you're, you're right there at day one of, you know, getting the cast together or whatever and exploring. And this would be the equivalent of you in that very early stage of setting up your business. So what are the ingredients do you think, having been through this, that we can relate to, to the business journey? I mean, there's a lot aren't there but yeah. what's what people might not realize is that you don't just kind of pick up a script or think of a good story um learn some lines put on a costume <laughs> and hey presto everyone thinks it's great um yeah go on yeah no I think that, I mean as soon as you said that about starting a business I think you you know you look at your customer uh, and and you need to start thinking about their backstory and I've been doing a lot of work lately on on, on trying to convince people that their own stories are their, their unique selling point but that also relates to the customer so if you know if they're starting in a business they need to like any actor any good actor would uh, if they have a character then they need to do research, they need to look into uh, where that character came from, what their education is, what their gender is, what their age is, find that backstory, find everything that isn't written 
you know so if you're working with a script certainly as an actor you look at the subtext you look you read between the lines so the playwright the you know the writer of the script will give you a certain amount of information but it's your job as an actor as a, as a small business owner to, to really read between the lines really find out what it is that makes your character tick why they would come to you why they are at this point in their in their journey and why you are the person that they they need to be talking to yeah, exactly so that is yeah. that's based that's that's right right from the start and, yeah um and don't just don't skip it because in the same way that when you're you see when, when you when you look at something on television film whatever it is or on a stage you know when you're into it you I mean, okay it might oh here we go jackie i just thought another one so it might be that the actual play or drama series or whatever doesn't appeal to you it's not your thing mm. that's fine okay and the same applies to us in business it's not going to necessarily be everyone's thing but what you do know is that sense of, yeah, that this is good. <laughs> this is yeah. good. I, I, I can see, you know, that there's a lot of thought put into this and it, and it does work. It just doesn't happen to be my thing. Yeah. And, and what that magic ingredient is, is the stuff that comes from this journey that the director, the writers and the actors have been on to make it to make it believable to make yes. it real yeah yeah and i and i think you know it's it's the it, it's again goes back to stories uh your your story if you if you can uh, approach a customer with your own story almost then it makes you more relatable as a business owner it makes you uh more authentic more believable you know if you have empathy if you can be empathetic to your customer but through your own storytelling then that's you know that's that's a really good place to be so once you find out who your customer is then you can relate that back to your own story and you know certainly within within your marketing or just within your conversations with with them you can you can bring that out and they then what's that what's that thing that that people will work with people they don't work with a brand necessarily they they you know they they need to relate to a person mm. and so you know in terms of of backstory then it's a two-way thing you know that mm. you need to be it's trust isn't it and then certainly within a within a rehearsal room you that trust is a you know trust games i'm sure we've all played trust games where you know close your eyes and run into a wall and somebody will catch you before you actually hit the wall <laughs> have you done that um, um, i've done i've done the falling back <laughs> off a chair into somebody's yeah. arms but yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yeah so you kind of you need to be that for your customer don't you you need to uh, there needs to be that trust um, and so if, if they feel they can trust you they can listen to you and they they understand your story then you know it's, it's easier to build that relationship mm. because basically that's what what it's all about isn't it relationships I mean as an actor when you when you are relating a story when you're telling that story on stage or on screen you want to draw your audience in you need to engage them you need to make it relatable so even if you're watching something as a customer as a as a, a an audience member thinking oh this is not my thing but i can understand where they're coming from you know mm. i can i can mm. i can mm. see that, that that they've worked on that so I... uh, which which brings me to thinking about style over substance because 
I think some of the plays that I can remember seeing, this was ages ago now, but there was a phase where there was a lot of, um, a lot of style going on <laughs> and um, to the detriment, I feel, of any sense of um, relatability and yeah. you being drawn into it. I don't know if you can think of any examples. Or... Yeah, I mean, I'd, it's, you, can, you can feel when somebody, certainly if you're watching something, if you don't believe it, if you're not engaging, then that's, that's generally because the actor you're watching doesn't believe it either. So, it, you know, as, as an actor, it's, it's not about pl playing the part, it's about being the part. And so you hear of, uh, is it Daniel Day-Lewis, you know, getting into a character and then taking it home with him and staying in the character for six months. It's about feeling it. Um, and, you know, we've had conversations before where you, you, you know, the director will say, yeah, that's it. And you can, as an actor, you can feel that inside you. You can feel that you're telling the truth. You know, as an actor, you're not a very good liar. Lots of people have, have said to me as an actor, oh, you must be, you know, you must be really good at telling lies. It's like, no, because I'm, I have to tell the truth as an actor. Right? You, to, in order to be believable, you need to, to be able to engage people and tell them the truth. And that's when you build trust. And that's, that's where that comes from. So you're, so you're being, that, being that person, not just playing that person. Mm. And you can feel that with, with actors and with stuff that you're watching. The actors that, that are working all the time are the ones that, that the audience trust and that like and can relate to. Um, and so, yeah, I think it is about telling the truth and just believe it. If you don't believe what you're saying to a customer, if you're trying to sell something that you don't believe in, the customer will know that. They'll, you know, that, that's basic. Uh, and you can feel that. You can feel that as a salesperson. If, if I've stood up in and pitched something that I'm not particularly interested in or uh, happy with, then it goes in my voice. You know, you can hear it in my voice. I can, I can feel it. And so you're never going to sell that way so you have to be truthful you have to really uh, know what it is be passionate about what it is that you're saying what you're selling so then that's that's where your audience will come to you that's why they will come to you absolutely oh that's brilliantly put actually and I mean even even down to when you're learning this is all relatable you know when you're learning the lines if it is a scripted play and you, you, I always knew that where there was a bit where I couldn't learn it, which I mean, I'm quite good at learning lines, fortunately. Yeah. It, it comes quite naturally, but there's a bit I couldn't, couldn't hear over and over. And then you think, I know why. It's because it doesn't make sense. Or yeah. it doesn't make sense. I haven't yet made that made sense to me. So either, yeah, absolutely. either this is a poor bit of writing yeah. or I just haven't got the other ingredients in this, which, which, which build to this point that that line makes sense. So yeah. I mean, I've got I've yeah. got two examples of lines like that. There there was one line I played a character very early on called Doll, and I've written about this in my blog. Um, and the last line, it was a new play, never been performed before. And the last line was mine. And Doll, the character said, um, "What doesn't kill you makes you stronger." And at that point, I didn't get it. I just didn't understand it. And so the whole hour and a half of the play where Doll and her boyfriend literally traumatized this couple in their own home, um, because, you know, for whatever reason, it was great fun to play. And actually the, the, the two characters at the end that have been traumatized 
doll obviously becomes part of their story and she kind of says this because you know what doesn't kill you makes you stronger and so she she's kind of brought the couple back together again she you know she's done all this but by being this very weird character but at the time I really didn't understand it and so every time I ended the play you know and the, I'd say the line and the lights would go down and I was I just really didn't know why I said it whereas now years later I can look back and go oh my god that's exactly you know that is what it's all about and that's why your story I think is so important sometimes because other people go through traumas you know whatever their life events are if you can find that that story in you um, it, it is what makes you you and therefore that makes you relatable and makes you believable um, yeah. but yeah the other one I it was actually at the barbecue when I was at the uh, working at the Royal Shakespeare Company and I was dressing an actor and he he and another girl and a, an actress started the play under a sheet uh, acting out shagging <laughs> but to put it quite bluntly but yeah they were noisy they would you know do, and they had to do it over and over again for all the technicians with the director and everything and the actor came off stage afterwards uh, into me for a quick change and I just said how how do you do that without laughing? I mean, how can you do that seriously? And he said to me, if you don't believe what you're doing, then the audience won't believe it. And it just was this light bulb moment that went, oh my God, yeah, of course. So it's not, it's not me, Jackie, out there pretending to shag under a sheet. It's the character. So that's where the truthfulness comes from. That's where the believability comes from. Because if you don't believe it, your audience won't believe it. That's that um, message. You can't, we can't repeat that enough, actually. That, that is such a, I never thought I'd have an episode with the word shagging under a sheet in it. So I'm, I'm just <laughs> Sorry. thrilled. I know I'm thrilled. I, I love it. No, bring it <laughs> um, I love it. I love it. I love it. it just, I was just going to say, it reminded me of something, but don't panic, listeners. It's not related quite to that. Um, but I, a long, long time ago, was doing some fringe theatre, um, this tiny little pub theatre up in London, and it was Ibsen, desperately serious. And I was um, Mrs. Alving, the main, main character in Ghosts. And um, there's this scene at the end where my son is dying, basically, and he's, he's on my lap um in dying and on the last night of doing this after three or four weeks being up in london kind of on my own in very weird odd circumstances rehearsing and and performing and um in a very weird world it was actually but anyway the last night i had tears rolling down my my face but i only i know that that will never feel like a huge achievement um, for me, that part, because I know that I was, those tears came from actually my, <laughs> my personal life at, the, at that moment in time, which was chaotic and sad. And, um, and, and I did what all good actors are good at doing. I, I tuned in to that emotion and, mm -hmm. and I let it through. But it isn't, it isn't how I, you know, when I, when I have really cried because I have absolutely been in that person's yeah. heart and soul and mind that I'm playing, that's when you come off thinking, oh, yeah, whoa. Um, so it, it felt like a huge cheat. I, nobody else would have known and it was effective, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. And that, that takes it to another layer, listeners, because that means that, yeah, you can, to a certain extent, fake it. Yes. Out there, and people will 
buy from you and into you and be, be cool about that. But you won't feel good about it. And that means that ultimately your lack of motivation will start seeping through. And then actually it won't engage and work so well with your target market. So yeah, this is a little bit meta, but you get it. It is, you know, I mean, it, it, it really is. It, it all comes back to that kind of, of trying to be instinctive. You know, we go through our childhoods being told, you know, you go to, kids are so free, aren't they? They just, they just be, they just are. Um, but they go to school and they're told to sit down, shut up. The bell will go, go you go to lessons now, you go to lunch now, it's time to go home. And then you go home and it's, you know, it's time for bed. You, so we're kind of brought up in this, keep wrapping that rope around us so that we're all kind of tied up in it until we get to, to adulthood and we forget what it's like just to be instinctive in that kind of child-like world and and so there's the, we need to kind of that's where the playing comes in and I love that permission to play is you know people come into my into my sessions whether they're the sort of weekly drama sessions or whether they're the voice and presentation sessions and it's like this is our space let's play so let's just get rid of all that in not inhibition you know don't you know we all need a little bit of inhibition but you're kind of getting rid of all that so that so that you that's that's the other thing about taking on a character isn't it so that you then can you've got space to 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 think about other things you've got you've got space to um take on that character and and look at uh, yeah i'm not quite sure where i was going with that but don't worry i don't care where you're going jackie i love (laughs) it i I love it yeah these are all you know this should all be familiar to people because at the root of it all is human stuff you know and everything you just said there about as as a kid and how that gets strangled out of us and it's not that anyone's being mean teachers parents they're not deliberately strangling the joy out of us it's kind of the way that we create some order i guess you know but i think it's upon us to then take responsibility for bringing that back out again and you know that that's we can all do that we can all do that even if it's just going and jumping up and down on a trampoline or you know um singing and dancing whatever whatever it is that makes you feel a bit silly and childish just yeah. do do more joyful of it. it's just you know it's finding that joy just to, because that again is relatable you know if you walk into a room and you, you have that kind of playfulness if you mm. if you walk into a boardroom you know with suited people serious faces they will be overjoyed to see somebody with that kind of you know that feeling that aura around them that they're you know they're yes. not they're not knotted up and worried and anxious it's you know yes. it's somehow just letting yourself go a little bit yes and if and if and if they're not then they're not the audience that wants to come to that play no. <laughs> like, you know and, and uh, you know so don't don't worry about it because I definitely have got work as a result of being more me and and it doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to impress everybody because there will be people out there who think oh I don't know she looks a bit I don't know a bit actuary or (laughs) I don't know what that is (laughs) or whatever it is or she's a bit funny Uh, you know she she, she's kind of humorous I I can't take her seriously there will be people like that out there and the same yeah and the same applies to quieter people or whatever whatever your thing is your if it's you being you trust me you will find those people who absolutely want to be part of that you know and don't, don't 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 worry about about the others um we couldn't 
wrap up come on i think it's obvious listeners that jackie and i could actually almost forget that we were doing a podcast interview here and and just keep talking for another hour so i want to just bring it back around to what some of the more um uh technical aspects of what you do so probably am i guessing that one of the things that you do right from the start when you're working with people on voice for instance would be this loosening up playfulness then yes so that would be a a a beginning tip for people wanting to work on this yeah i mean generally it's it's you know there's warm-up exercise that we're both used to while you you know if you're if you're acting you walk into any rehearsal room any space it's breathing it's about warming up your body um but then yeah i always like to play games it's you know it's a it's a very actory thing to do and it's it's but it's not it's not only an actor thing to do it really is about just kind of loosening up and and especially if if uh, you need to if whether you're in a room with a group of people or whether it's a one-to-one it's still helpful just to have that kind of banter you know that that bit of playfulness before then you start working on the sort of the different levels of the voice um and and that certainly is around playing again so playing with your authoritative voice how do you how do you do that you sort of ground it down in your you know in your your pelvis and you 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 speak from down there right the way up to you know your sort of childish baby voice you know how do you inspire people how do you tell stories how do you draw people in which where does that voice come from if you're talking from the heart how do you do that but in order to to get people to do that to they need to step out of their comfort zone so a lot of what i do is around just playing with those sort of different levels of the voice you know, I mean, I, I do love improvisation and I know people kind of go Ooh, as soon as they hear that word. But it's it's you know, it's what we do in everyday life is to act and react. That's where, you know, the word acting is in reacting. And when you walk into a shop, when you meet a person, even socially distanced, you're going to you're going to react, aren't you? So you don't know what they are going to say. And you then open your mouth to speak back. There's no script there. You know, you have to be instinctive. You have to be improvising all the way through. It's what we do every single day. Um, But it's nice to be able to play with that. It's a nice to, and unless you kind of have that playfulness, then it's it's difficult to to find your voice, to find what that voice is that suits you. You need to be able to hear it in your own head. To if you feel like you're in, I love playing this. I've got an attention game that I play where I have like three people, two on either side and one in the middle that's listening. And they have to kind of, the, the two people on the outside have to talk and see if they can draw the attention of the person in the middle. And that's, that's just, that's about being engaging. That's about drawing that person in the middle away from the other person. So do you, sh- you don't shout, you can shout, that will draw their attention but you need to tell them stories that you know they'll be interested in listening to. You need to, you need to use a voice that they, they want to listen to. Uh, and so that's, you know, it's, it's those kind of, when I talk about games, there's, there's always a, a, an, ob, an objective, an aim for, for that game. There's a, there's a reason behind it, but it's, it is about playfulness and, and just having, having fun whilst learning, obviously. Oh, <laughs> oh. Oh, this is bliss. I love all of this. I just, that game is just 
fabulous. Uh, I, I, oh, don't, don't, don't. This is really awful, listeners. I, I know that Jackie has shared a lot, which will actually be really helpful and interesting. And maybe, hopefully, we'll just open up that little bit in your head to thinking, hmm, am I doing enough of that? Yeah, maybe just going around and around thinking, oh, I don't know, and I, I should do this, and I should do that, and oh, and I don't even like the way I sound on video, and oh, I don't even... Maybe, maybe this has just inspired you to um, go and do something a bit more silly. Uh, you're so right. I think my husband's actually got a T-shirt that says, there is no script. Is it? I, I, I think I'm, we need to get one done um, for all of us. Yeah, it's so true. There is no script. It's what we're doing all the time. So, um, you know, so get good at it. And you only get good at something by just doing it just yeah. do it more 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 and you don't have to shout to get attention which i think is a really really strong message um you know especially coming from two actors who can project really well <laughs> we, yes. we are both saying no you do not have to be loud to get attention and hopefully you'll have seen that by the stories that Jackie has shared um, I'm just gonna get her to finish with one more story and this is really visual okay seeing as we've already done chugging under the sheets this story now seems quite tame so um, when <laughs> This is this also speaks to the heart of when something doesn't feel right, you know, just just bear this in mind. You might have been told to do something, you might have been reading all those top 10 lists and and all the rest of it, but you need to feel it to make it really work. So um there was this moment where Jackie didn't really feel this situation uh, when she was cast in uh the Revengers tragedy, is it? Yes, yes, which is a brilliant Jacobean play, obviously written around about the same time as Shakespeare and all that. So the, the language is, is very uh, Elizabethan, it's Jacobean, it's, it's great. And I was very happy to get this part because it was, the step duchess is quite a character. Uh, she, she obviously has a, a husband who is the Duke, but she also has a young lover. Um, and the whole story revolves around her and her sons and the, and the Duke and, and everything else. So I was very excited to, to get the part. Um, and very, very excited because it was the first time ever that I'd had to go to a designer. The designer you know, was making the costumes and, and doing all that. So I was very excited to have somebody design costumes for me, uh, but not so excited when I realized that one scene, uh, he was going to dress me in a boiler suit. And if that wasn't bad enough, uh, I had to then wear a strap-on dildo, um, which, you know, sitting back, I can remember very well, and it was only in a pub, again, like in, probably somewhere in London, uh, sitting backstage, waiting to go on, wearing this boiler suit, with this strap-on thing in my lap and just sitting there playing with it while I was waiting to go on, which, you know, it was bizarre. And it is that thing of just walking on stage and presenting myself to the audience and the, and the, the gasp of, <laughs> what the hell is she wearing? What? I mean, I have no idea what, I, I assume this came from the director. This must have been an idea that the director had of this woman being out there somewhere, a bit edgy, obviously. 
but again, it wasn't necessarily what I had seen in the character. Yes, she had many different levels and she was very interesting in lots of ways, but not necessarily, I couldn't see her in that outfit. Um, and I think, yeah, that's yeah, how you relate that back to, uh, to not feeling comfortable or being told to do something that you're not quite comfortable with. Um, yeah. Obviously at that time I was a young actor, I didn't say anything, I just went with it as you do. Uh, I thought somebody out there must have a bigger, better idea than I did, more experience than I did. And so I just, you know, I went with it. But yeah, it was, especially oh. when my dad came to see me, that was... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love that. And don't, oh my gosh, and it's so visual, that story. And, and if I just leave listeners with the memory that I've got of playing... Um, the Queen in the Maravitz Hamlet as a school production with a particularly um, young uh, <clears throat> um, drama teacher who um, had us all in, you know, scaffolding and T-shirts and everything. And I did a simulated love scene um, by, by jumping on the haunches of... Um, who, who is it? Who is it? She has it, has it off with, the Queen in, in Hamlet. Hamlet. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, the, yeah. The, the, well, that, the other guy, the brother. It, the other <laughs> guy. And so, and it was this whole thing that we just sort of swayed backwards and forwards while I was resting. And I was 17. Um, and um, it was, uh, yeah, I don't for one minute remember a moment in that play where I felt really involved in the character. <laughs> I mean, you know, I really got it. I was really there with it. It was style after style after yes. style yes. And um, yes. yeah style before substance so it's yeah. that it's yeah. that thing isn't it yeah and actually you know i after that experience i think i i as much as i love acting i really do love taking on characters but i thought i you know i just cannot be at the whim of another director because you don't you don't kind of you're not involved are you you're just kind of a, a pawn somehow so anyway <laughs> That's why I'm no longer acting. <laughs> no, well, I, I, hence why I sort of started doing one-woman uh, plays and shows. Yeah. So I was I was the only one involved. Um, yeah. But having said which, I still always work with the director. Um, but but a director that I've grown to feel very very trusting in, as we yes. said before, that's yeah. a big part of the deal. In yeah. people that you might collaborate with in business, you need yeah. to trust them. And Definitely. if you don't, and if it doesn't feel right don't be afraid to walk away it doesn't have to be nasty you just quietly walk away and yeah. something is lost so it's very very important imagine going through a whole rehearsal of weeks with a director that you keep thinking oh 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 don't know and i don't and he doesn't get me and i don't get him it's one thing being stretched which we all yeah. need to do which is why we work with coaches yeah. and mentors etc but it's another thing going week after week thinking but i no, this person isn't, we're not, no. no. So there's another little tip. Do you know what? There's been literally about 150 tips in this yep. one episode. Um, so I think that's value for money. And Jackie will come back again because I also know that we've only scratched the surface on a few of these things. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, is there anything that you would like to say in terms of people getting in touch with you and following you and all the rest of it? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm on all the social media platforms as Atticus Arts, as well as uh, Jacqueline Goddard. So atticusarts.com is my website. Uh, my blogs are on there. Uh, and yeah, I, it would be great to, I've, I've got this thing at the moment about people's stories uh, and working with people and their stories and somehow um, seeing if they can relate that to their business and how that, how that helps them and how they can uh, use their stories to kind of inform where they're going and shape what they're doing. Um, so yes, and, and on my website is my mobile number and my email. So please get in touch. It would be great to, to, to sort of work with yeah. as many people as possible. So. And you're out uh, near the New Forest, aren't you? I am, yes, just outside Lymington. Mm, yeah, beautiful part of the world, but of course the world is online at the moment and you are equally available online. But, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, but watch out, listeners, for uh, Jackie and I doing a two-hander at some stage <laughs> at a theatre near you when all those theatres come back to life again. We'll both be the director and we'll both be the actor. Yes, oh, absolutely. <laughs> thank you so much, Jackie, and thank you for coming back because it's oh, you're welcome. a delight. No, it's always a joy. Yes! Take action. Try this one small Well, number step. one, remember to be as playful as often as possible. Number two, very practical. How about you actually think a little deeper, like an actor would preparing for a role, and make two columns. What is my motivation? Column one, you. Column two, the people you're trying to engage. Yeah. Just give it a brainstorm. A lot of fascinating stuff. You might need some show notes. So head over to trishalewis.com forward slash make it real podcast and subscribe because then you'll know when the next episode is available. I give you permission to go out and be real and enjoy it. Look forward to the next episode. Never be replaced.